0: All right, y'all, before we get to the episode, I just want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Frontier Farm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've heard about these guys before. They're located at 449 Westerly Bradford Road in Westerly.
1: Westerly. <laughs> yeah. Rhode Island.
0: So they got farm stands Thursday to Friday, 3 to 6 every week, okay? Their CSA membership, you know, it's closed for the season, but if you hit them up, and you mentioned that you heard of them through the podcast. You're Rags get, the
1: Dishes podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this podcast. Drop the fucking name. Drop the
0: name. All right. You'll get 10% off if you mention the show. All right. So if you want to see where they're at, hit them up on Insta, you know, at Frontier Farm RI and uh, check out their website, FrontierFarmRI.com. And if you are a restaurant, okay, talking to all you chefs out there and you want some gas produce, Okay. Locally grown, chemical free Alright, hit up Jim At FrontierFarmRI.com That is J as in Jim I as in M M as in M mm, At FrontierFarmRI.com Alright, thanks y'all, enjoy the show
1: that, 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 That's a savage deer antler I got right there That would mess somebody up I know I tell people every time they come over I'm like, try to break it, you can't
2: Oh no, they're, they're strong
0: this part looks like a
1: friggin' squash. It looks <laughs> fake almost, right? <laughs> where'd you get it? My dad found it in the woods.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Really. No. I used to collect bones. <laughs> Yo, for real. <laughs> I'm not joking.
0: Like uh, human bones? <laughs> I
2: found I, I found human bones. I have found human bones. Like so what well,
1: kind of bones?
2: Uh leg bone,
1: jawbone, random you, Did stuff. you report that? No. no. Damn. Damn. So where'd <laughs> you find it? It was in
2: Johnston. You know, the Long
1: Island serial killer just got found. Oh,
2: really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I used to collect a lot of animal bones. That's okay. pretty yeah. gnarly. Yeah. That's sick. My friend Will Schaff, Schaff, uh from Warren, he's an artist. He
1: cracks animal bones as well.
0: That's fucking gnarly.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I knew this girl that... uh forgetting her name now. She moved back to Maine, but she moved to Maine and became a... Uh, what are those people that... Taxidermist? Yeah. Oh, that's badass. And bro, her like the person that she worked for had this like I saw her post like a picture of it on Instagram. Like her workshop was a massive barn with thousands of stuffed animals. Like it's, it yeah. was fucking it can, wild. It can get, can
2: get pretty wildly creepy. Yeah. Friends definitely. of mine. It's like no. Texas Chainsaw Massacre with like yeah. bones yeah. hanging from the ceiling and shit.
1: No lives matter. Yeah. <laughs> um you ever see pictures of like bad taxidermy? Dude, I was that's just gonna bring it shit with a lazy ever. eye or something. <laughs> yeah. it's like, you it's think
0: like, you never know think about, but it's like taxidermy. Just like any like trade, it's like there's bad versions of it. Like when you facts. see bad versions of taxidermy, it's like oh, that's so unfortunate.
1: That being said, if you ever see any, buy me one taxidermy. <laughs> bad taxidermy. Yeah, any taxidermy? Not, no, addition. not good. Not good. I don't. That's too creepy. All right, I got okay. a question:
2: Jackalope, good or bad?
1: I don't, think, I don't think
2: they exist. I don't think they exist, but it's proof that they are alive because I see them on walls of people's houses. It's proof that people can stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's proof
1: that crazy glue exists.
2: <laughs> that is true.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Well, do you have any questions before we like really get going?
2: No, no. I really like this room. You did a good job. I grew up here in Federal Hill, so these type of houses, are fa- I'm familiar with these type of houses. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, I grew up here. I was born in nineteen seventy, so like my great grandmother's house still had the plastic on the furniture. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, it started happening not too soon after that. Like my great uncle who lived up on the third floor had his house painted like his he had one wall, one room was like painted like Florida. Had like palm trees on really? it. Yeah. So true. this type of room is familiar to me here. Yeah. I saw that the, the the progression probably started with my family.
1: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the man knows an eclectic paint job. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, I press the right button here, but I'm gonna hit our like little intro music button, okay. and then uh, we'll do like a little intro, yep. introduce you, and we'll get going. Okay. You ready? Yep. <laughs>
3: Kitchen, kitchen lawns, rolling cutters,
1: in black ass well. Find me cooking, finest fishes, like I'm living out in Greece, or catch me at the deli with my bacon, egg and cheese, or this is true culinary, this is what's behind
3: the scenes. Cook it in the kitchen, that big money work.
1: Who's Hungry Baby? It's episode 84 of the Rags to Dishes podcast. I'm your host, Max Messier-Richter. With me, as always, is the great Daniel Cotter. Dan, how are we doing today? I'm great. So, the number 84. I was hoping you were going to have some Uh, numerical facts. I don't really have that much, uh, but who do you think's better, Randy Moss or Antonio Brown?
0: Randy Moss.
1: Easy. But Do you think Antonio Brown could have... You know what I mean? Like, trajectory-wise. Yeah, AB was dope. If Burrfect
0: didn't fuck his shit up. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you built a machine that was the purpose of the machine was to create the perfect wide receiver, it's like Randy Moss, Randy Moss is yeah. walking out of there. Either him or Calvin Johnson. So Just, like, the height, the jumping ability, the speed. Like, it's, Swagger. like, everything you want. Yeah.
1: Um. The only other 84 thing that I found interesting is... It takes 84 years for the Earth. Wait, how many? Okay, I'm sorry. It takes 84 Earth years for Uranus to orbit the sun. That makes me feel uncomfortable. Got him. So, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) uh, we have a total Providence legend here. We have Mr. Julian Forge. Uh, Julian, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, So, I guess, you know... (laughs) <laughs> that's enough of so, us <laughs> that shit cut uh, out hard so Julian I guess the first question I have for you is how come you haven't run for mayor yet oh uh, that's a good question I'm actually
2: this I have to admit this I'm actually a convicted felon
1: oh <laughs> does that mean you can't run for mayor no however isn't Trump I, I, a convicted felon what's, what's <laughs> wild
2: is I probably would win in this environment um
1: yeah, wait, wasn't Buddy Cianci also a convicted felon? Well,
0: I don't think he was a convicted felon when he was elected. Oh, uh, no, because he got elected
1: again the second time he yeah. was. Buddy definitely.
2: was a great guy. He's he a family friend. Uh, I grew up with uh, his daughter, and I was able to actually be with Buddy. Uh,
1: you were what? I was actually able to be with Buddy a few nights before he passed away. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, seven. yeah. I don't uh I wasn't in Providence. for. And Wait, when did he pass? Oh, God, it's been a while now. Yeah, Early I feel like it was like 10 years 2000s? ago. No, it was yeah. like 10 years ago. Yeah, about okay. 10 years ago. So I was not in Providence for that, but it uh, seems like everyone here fucking loves him. He was a people person. He I, like this, people. I like his sauce. <laughs> the sauce. The buddy's fucking mayo sauce. Do they still yeah. sell that? Yeah, and it's they banging. They yeah, it's it was, banging. It was
2: actually made at a uh, from a place in Warwick. It's a restaurant in West Warwick that mm-hmm. actually uh, did all that with them. And um, Okay. He's raised a lot of money. He's, he's done a lot of good for people. You know there's no there's no doubt
1: about it. Brought the X Games here? <laughs> no, was, you mean the gravity games, games. I, gravity the, games, I like actually that.
2: played in the first X Games. What do you mean you were skateboarding? No, we played professional paintball and then the, No fucking yeah, way. Yeah.
1: At the at they the They had X a professional game? Yes. paintball game in the
2: first year they did, yeah. Yeah, cuz they
0: were probably still trying to figure out was, what they were. We were more they're
2: popular like, than BMX, motorcycle riding and, were and casting all the other stuff. Yeah, net. we had Paintball was a was a, a, a glory man, rich man's a rich rich man sport. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. had a lot of money behind this, and uh, yeah, there was a few people behind paintball that had a lot of money.
1: So aside from being a felon, why wouldn't you run for mayor? I don't want live in Providence. Okay, well, I believe
2: I believe in Providence. I believe in the people.
1: Uh, I believe in America. <laughs>
2: You know, it's a pretty unique place. Uh, however, my father ran for Senate, and when he was running, he realized that if he won, he would have to make the commitment to actually do the job. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, uh, I just heard something about being lazy. Like more lazy
0: politicians ads. should think yeah. about that. Well, I mean, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, do you? <laughs> yeah,
2: lazy acts. Uh, I just heard someone on the radio about being lazy. Lazy acts to uh, creativity and longevity. So okay. I, I really don't want to commit to anything that's gonna. Uh, make me work any harder than I, I don't work I'm retired now so okay. right. I'm fortunate I'm 53 years old I'm almost 53 and I'm retired so that's great uh, yeah it's uh it's been challenging trying to figure out how to occupy time however I'm at the point now where I'm getting comfortable with it and uh I'm starting to enjoy myself instead of worrying about like you know what what is what does life mean again yeah yeah
0: you got any new hobbies in retirement
2: uh foraging! I've been foraging for the past several Sick. years. I I, I I do pretty well with mushrooms. Uh, you know, foraging mushrooms. I really enjoy it. It's a it's a cool adventure. oh we live mm-hmm. in a good spot for it. Too. Yeah, Rhode Island. You have any big really scores
0: yet? Yeah? What's well, been your biggest score from foraging?
2: Uh, I've I won one one big puffballs? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bags of drugs or yeah. anything. <laughs> My I, I, as a kid, I used to do it too. My father is that was actually in the racehorse and cattle business, and he'd always tell me I was looking for the wrong mushrooms. Yeah, um, you're but- looking, you're getting the wrong mushrooms. They're po- not killing you. Yeah. I guess they're the right yeah. mushrooms. At one point, I, uh, one moment, I, I found uh, 100 pounds of uh, senorita mushrooms in wow. one spot. Wow. So that 100 was 100 pounds. pounds. That's a score. It was a good payday. That's a forage. It was, it was a good payday. Damn. Yeah, it was a couple trips out of the way. Are you going
0: to reveal the area where you found it?
2: Believe it or not, it's on the corner of Providence and Cranston. It's, uh, I don't know the name of the road, but it's behind... How can I explain it? Oh, Jesus. Anyone know what Twin Oaks is? It's not the yeah. It's There's a little park across the bridge near Twin Oaks, and it was in that park. That's crazy. I yeah. thought you were going to say no. it's
0: out in, like, Acadia or something. Yeah, no, no.
2: It's just hanging out.
1: That's nuts. Yeah, crazy. Yep. Foraging. That's wild. Yeah, that's been fun. and uh, That's like the real-life Pokemon Go. Yeah, right?
2: <laughs> it's, it's kind of an interesting thing to do, because... Uh,
1: I know you, some you know pretty when intense it's, foragers that are... You know
2: when it's going to happen because there's a certain weather pattern and mushrooms grow in a certain type of weather yeah. and climate oh, and everything yeah. like that. So, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of exciting. I like it. It's simple. I'm trying to focus on being simple. I, I grew up very complicated. So All right. Speaking, you know,
1: I want to turn the, t- the cock back a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so Julian's, the restaurant... Yes, opened the year I was born, uh, <laughs> twenty nine years ago. Yeah, um, was that your like introduction to the service industry, that, or did you work in kitchens prior to that? When I was a kid, I made coleslaw
2: and washed dishes at my uncle's fish and chip joint, uh, and I used to bus boy at a Chinese restaurant um, that my mother worked at in Johnston. Okay, and they were wonderful people, and they treated me very, very, very well. I, I made a lot of money as a kid. Um, and they loved that I played sports and I was like a local uh, football hero. And, uh, you know, I could walk in there on an afternoon. And make were you QB? It. No, I was a running back and I was a linebacker. Okay. I, I actually, we were talking about Bones earlier. They used to, my nickname was Bone Collector. Oh, uh, <laughs> the yeah, the original Bone yeah, Collector. They, they made the local uh, sports writer change it because it was too harsh. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And here yeah. we are. They used all to all have cartoons later. about it. It was pretty wild. <laughs> Um, that's not yeah Uh,
1: all right so you started like as a kid doing little jobs basically
2: yeah i i i I like to eat so um growing up working in a restaurant for a couple dollars gave you money to go play video games you can get free food yeah and uh you know if it was within skateboarding distance of of, you know bmx of my 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 house you know i want i was always asking people for jobs i like to keep busy if i wasn't playing the sport i needed to make money because i liked i liked things yeah, I grew up in an environment where things, you know, were plentiful. Yeah, so uh, ninety four. How old were you when you opened it? Ninety four. I was born in nineteen seventy. I was twenty four years old. I was still playing professional paintball. Damn. And uh, you were and, a professional paintball. Yes, yeah, so I, okay. I traveled over the That's world. Travelled over the world. That's fucking paintball. sick. Yeah. One of the most winning, winningest teams in paintball history. That's crazy. Damn. So uh, what happened was I, I, I kind of got tired of traveling because I started playing professionally when I was sixteen. I was still in high school still playing football um and what happened was I busted my shoulder really bad and ended my football career-hmm um so i I knew I had a lot of athletics um, I was really good in school I joined the navy really quickly that I got bopped out of the Navy real fast uh Behavioral issues. You know what I mean. <laughs> they don't let too many people fly their jets that, um, you know, lie about seeing out of both. Eyes. I only see out of one eye. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean. You can only see out of one I eye. I can only see out of one eye. Holy uh, shit! Uh, bye, okay. bye, and, Top Gun.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that it was a guaranteed job, and once they realized they couldn't see out of both eyes, um, they just they <laughs> you could, lied. They got Oh, absolutely. To the
1: point that they were I, like, "Yo, this. Yeah. Wait,
2: hold up." Yeah. So it was interesting. Me and my this friend, guy's getting me, blindsided. All me the and time. my friend Raheem, who were. We were both uh, the, pretty, pretty much the smartest kids in the school besides this one girl. Um, where we were recruited by the Navy. My uncle was a big wing in the Navy, so they sent us some recruiters. And
1: uh, yeah, like we need the bone collector. Yeah, he he,
2: he yeah. actually yeah. did really well in the Navy. My friend Raheem, he was awesome. Uh, we went to a I went to an all Italian uh, school in Johnston. Johnston. Was it all Italian on purpose? <laughs> yeah. <So>. No, <laughs> what's, kind of crazy is gonna, what's, what's pretty. What's pretty funny is Johnston this place Johnston, Rhode Island, and a place in New Jersey. Shout they out, Paulie D. They bop back and forth on being uh, who has the more Italians in their town. I think Cranston does. It's actually Johnston, Rhode Island. Wow. So okay. what's kind of interesting? My friend Bahim, who was from India, um, you know Johnston kind of adopts you and makes you Italian. Mm-hmm. So he went from being Bahim to Brian. Wow, he he, he he was the darkest, uh, funniest talking white uh, Italian kid in school, yeah. <laughs> and funny. he loved it. He loved it. You yeah, know, he loved it. he loved being included because he was really we only really, had one Indian kid uh, and one Asian family. You know, so in Johnston, and they uh, were
1: all making meatballs and spaghetti. Oh, uh, huh? they were all over our house, <laughs> yeah. figuring out the secrets quick. They knew uh, where to go to get the goods. I mean, shit, man, I could yeah. go for some lasagna right now. I'm yeah. not gonna lie.
0: So then you're 24.
2: 24, and I decided I got tired, a little tired of traveling, and I needed a home base. Yeah. Um,
1: and you were like, fuck it, let's open a restaurant.
2: It's, it's kind of interesting because we had a profession, a pro shop in Johnston, Rhode Island, and above the pro shop was this coffee shop that these two guys owned, and they made bank. Yeah. They were making yeah. money on coffee and muffins. Yeah. And uh, bean water. It was incredible. It really was. I mean, it was at the height of that coffee craze. Yeah. They, they really had, it was eight, Contempo Coffee. They had a wine out their door back then. That's I was, sick. I was impressed for coffee, you know? Mm-hmm. So what happened was the um, that spot has kind of been in my family's life for a long time. My uncle used to stand outside and uh, he'd make sure that you were correct with your money to pay your debt downstairs in the basement. The basement was a collection <laughs> place of bedding. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. Yeah. So- that's um, so Rhode Island. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Marola's Omelettes for a while. And then these two gentlemen ended up with it. And I came back from California. My lawyer owed me a bunch of money from something that happened previously. I met him in that spot. He <laughs> slid me a bag for $40,000. And one of the guys recognized me. And uh, he said, you're Hollywood's nephew. What are you going to do with all that money? I'm like, I'm not sure. And he said, uh, give me $7,000. I'll give you key to the door. And that was really the beginning of Julian's. Yeah, this wait, is for wait, the wait, building wait. around the corner. Yep, the original building. The wow. That it's still in. Julian,
1: this yeah. is the keys to that building. The key to that building. Okay. To the, to for, the, seven. for seven. For $7,000. Holy that's, fuck. That's
0: a pretty fucking good deal. Yeah. I, I, Even I, back then, yes. that's insane. Yeah. You know,
2: just to be allowed, you know, there was still that like uh, mentality. You know, the mafia was still up and running here in Rhode Island. Of course. Even though they were, you know, taken down a notch. It, it it was still it's I'm still, sure in that area too, because you're like right over here, federal yeah, Hill you know? I, w- I you know represent I was born on Federal Street, and Federal Hill consists from it goes from Spruce all the way to Westminster mm-hmm. and um Broadway was the they called it the queen, the Grand Dam of the whole entire state mm-hmm. on. at one time it was the richest street in America wow, and you could see it by the homes on it Wait so yeah.
1: Broadway and Providence at one point was yes. the richest that's I believe it yep. yeah it's a beautiful street. Yeah yeah it is Yeah, I love Broadway you know
2: the big castle building that everyone yeah, talks about yeah Barnaby yeah and that was originally one time it was owned by the man who imported uh, Italian ready to wear suits oh okay. wow so from Providence they went all over the whole entire country mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Taroki sisters were here they uh, are from the family they're the only uh, manufacturers and importers of Scalamandri fabric and that's like the lace stuff that you see on wedding dresses mm-hmm. yeah
0: Wow. Damn. Crazy. Yeah, it was
2: pretty some really, big uh, you know, uh, heavy players in uh, materials, gold, you know, and stuff like that. So.
0: so when you paid the seven grand and you got the keys to the door, did you know right then you wanted to start a restaurant or were you just like, what am I going to do with this building?
2: I mean, I just kind of, I really didn't know what I was, I, I they were kind of like making some food for themselves and playing cards. And uh, like one day some guys like, Hey, do you know, how, I, cause I would stop by, you know, was like they was st- still there.
1: There, so there so, was a restaurant there. At one time, there was a
2: restaurant called Marola's Omelets. It used to be the Marola's up- Omelets. Yeah. What a fucking name! Yep. And yeah. th- that's the that's the uh, uh, where the omelets good. Yes, they used to actually serve them in a sandwich.
1: What? So it was like a sandwich. Oh, yeah. An omelet yeah. sandwich yeah. makes yep. sense.
2: You gotta and, go uh, review that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, the Andino's over on Atwell's Ave. That's the family that was there. Oh, uh, I, the, I like Andinos. Yeah, they were, they're wonderful people. Andy Marola, the older gentleman, was, is a, was you know, and it was a fantastic human wow, being. Wow, The, the Marolas and the, the, the people that own Andinos are really, you know, I've had long-term relationships with a lot of people up there. Yeah. They're wonderful people. They're uh, fantastic human beings. You know, proponents of uh, doing a great job here in Providence, Rhode Island. You know, uh, So... So I basically had you know gave them seven thousand dollars. I would stop by every once in a while. They'd be there playing cards, gambling, and like one day some guys like, hey, do you know how to make any eggs? Mm-hmm. And they had an electric stove in there. And there we go. And that's how it started. No joke. And uh, so you were
0: just cooking for the guys. They were playing cards, basic for a while, for something to do. You and, know, then, and, uh,
2: and then and then you started building out on it. And then I started, you know, they started getting older, they started dying. Were you just like really into Pez dispensers <laughs> <Yeah>. or what? <laughs> <laughs> the Pez dispenser showed up later. I was a big Star Wars kid. Okay. Yeah. You know, like Star Wars became was like my, my
1: Who's big, your favorite Jedi?
2: It's kind of interesting. I would have to say I'd have to say Darth Vader.
1: Let's go. Yeah, I mean,
2: he's just I mean, yeah, that's the greatest makes, villain of made,
0: all time. He's the best Jets? character, okay. you know.
1: Okay. You know, redemption, you know, yeah. fall from grace, redemption. Innocence. It's a very iconic uh look yes. too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's, it's uh, yeah. let me get your best Darth Vader impression. Most impressive <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking sick. That was great. That was great. Dika, D- who's your favorite Star Wars dude? Um Darth Vader is definitely the best
0: character but growing up I was a little Boba Fett slot I know Uh, it's played out now but it's like Boba Fett was the coolest when you were a kid because his helmet looks so cool he never says anything and then Return of the Jedi comes out and he goes out like a bitch (laughs) 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 but for that one movie for Empire it's like that guy's pretty
2: cool true Yoda is the ultimate character. I he, think I always liked Obi Wan. Obi-Wan.
0: Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan yeah. is definitely like the OG. He's the best Jedi ever.
1: Who killed who does Darth Vader kill Obi-Wan? Yeah, yes. because Obi-Wan like lets him. He lets him. I, think I, he I, he think I, think I remember, remember crying as a kid watching yeah. that. Yeah, oh, like, this is just hurt up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Bambi's mom dying. It's very poetic, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um so you're into Star Wars. Yes. Yes, I am. And, I like sci-fi.
2: I grew up uh I I love that fantasy world.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um. So how long do you think it took Before you started needing employees there
2: What's kind of interesting is um, There was a house fire behind there And there was this little kid um, That lived there And He would come by and I would just like You know he was like maybe 8 years old and believe it or not, I would pay him like five dollars to help me wash dishes. For How did I know you were going to yeah. say an eight-year-old yeah. was your first fucking employee, dude? I was like, right? he better not so, say that he employed this eight-year-old. So I would give him like five dollars to help me wash dishes, like, and it was only like a few dishes. What was minimum
1: wage at the time? What was that? What was minimum wage at the time? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm not looking I'm not. It
2: up, but keep going. But I ended up. What's crazy is I ended up knowing that kid for a long time. Hmm. Um and uh. It was like one of those moments, like he was, uh, you know, I'm a white kid. He was a black kid. His family was questioning why me and him were friends. Yeah. And at the end of the day. You were know, <laughs> eight, he's an adult. <laughs> yeah. Why at are you guys of the the day, like, you know, I felt bad that the kid was wandering around on the street by himself. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was simple and it was cool. You know what I mean? It reminded me of me. Yeah. And,
0: so how uh, long did he wind up busting uh, suds for you?
2: Oh, uh, like he would do it randomly here and there, but I would have to say he was my first employee. And uh, from there, I, I what, ha- what ended up happening was people from the neighborhood started realizing that the door was open. Yeah. And they would start to smell stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was a certain level of characters in this neighborhood that existed that uh, you really don't see anymore. Yeah. And this was kind of a, you know, Broadway was a much rougher street than Atwell's. Believe yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, it was because there wasn't the businesses. That yeah,
0: was- Atwell's is like. You yeah, know, it's like The rest- first one to be really popping off With the whole oh, absolutely. revitalization yeah. yep. And everything
2: So as that was going on um, Some of the bad characters stopped coming around so much Because I was always out there And mm-hmm. I had a giant 150 pound female German shepherd Which would make That'll bad help. people walk across oh, the street shit. She would just yeah. sit out in front of the restaurant People started getting curious Uh I always drove interesting cars. All of a sudden there's new cars in the neighborhood. People that were buying houses here started coming by. And I knew a few people already and they, they really start the first few people in the neighborhood I have to really give credit to because they supported me like none other. So I, I still I really didn't know what I was doing. Did you have like <laughs> a sign
0: up that sit, like did you have a name for the business? Did no. you have a menu? No. Like did and you have-
2: eventually that happened. Um someone came in and helped me work for a while. He helped me formulate a menu because I started getting busier than just saying what do you want to eat and this is what I have. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I started learning more. I started applying, like, my, you know, what I realized about what was working in restaurants, and but what's interesting is by that time I had already traveled all over the world and I've eaten a lot of different food, mm-hmm. and I got to give credit to one of my first high school girlfriends that I lived with for quite a while. Um, she was a vegetarian, so I knew I, I knew about vegetarian food.
0: That helps a lot, and
2: that was starting to happen, believe it or not, in like So bring it up to like nineteen ninety-six. Well, so- now that's starting to happen. I'm doing it. Uh, I have people coming in. Um, I was pretty big into the, in, like in the underground music scene, so I would get all those people, and uh, the the city raised Julian's to where it became available for the rest of the world in a short amount of time. Buddy, Santy basically, I asked him what what should I do, and he basically answered me a simple simple answer: anything. <laughs> That's bad. That and, sounds that, like Buddy Siancy's type of philosophy. Like, Just wow, do anything, I mean. and there's no consequences. And we got away with anything for a long time. Yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah. We would have shows there with, Jeez. like, you know, 400 people standing outside waiting to try to circle through Julian's. Uh, we That's would crazy. have underground, uh, popular underground artists show up. Uh, I had a suspended DJ booth from the ceiling for a long period of time, <laughs> which was wild. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we would have, I would say, I'm not going to name names, but people that are famous in the DJ world today would stop by. Like who?
1: Name some names. If they're famous, who gives a shit? I'm not going to say. I don't want to be a name funny. dropper. Okay. But
2: if if you ever listen to like, you know, uh, trip hop and trance and, you know, uh, that type of music, you would, those names are still around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I had a bunch of artists working for me from Fort Thunder uh from, that. from where? Fort Thunder, have you guys ever heard of Fort Thunder? No. Uh, Fort Thunder was an artist uh colony that was based in a mill down in Oniville. It's mm-hmm. called Fort It was Thunder. called Fort Thunder. Yeah, a badass name. And it was a really wild place and we there was a group of those, you know, between D Brown, Fort Thunder, myself and a few other places, we rode the wave of the Providence Renaissance. Yeah. You know, a lot of people want to say like our institution self created it, but the matter the real people that created it were the people that stood here in Providence when it became desolate and they stayed and they showed me how to sweep the sidewalk, sweep your neighbor's sidewalk, become friendlier. Uh, I used to bring food out to cars that would were passing by mm-hmm. to try to get new customers. Yeah, right. there you go. <laughs> Gotta be on you the know muscle. what I mean? Like, and it's funny because not too long ago I told somebody, you're never going to get a new customer sitting inside your restaurant waiting for the door to open. You know, That's true. You know, it was. Um, I, I I did things a little bit different. I had people that showed me different ways, and I'm I'm re- Over time, you know, I be I I was really humbled by the education I got by including people that were smarter than me, mm. which was you know I, I always believed in trying to hang around people that were smarter than me, and that they freely gave, and I was able to receive that, and we put it out, you know, on the table, and fifty percent of the responsibility of making Julian's or what it was. Was us the other fifty percent was the customers that came in. Yeah, yeah. We, I've, I I I still know my first customer. You know, I'm, I'm no longer there, and I do miss the people. Um, but I'm glad I, I'm taking a little bit of break for a while. It's uh, it's been pleasant to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. So what year would you say it was that
2: you guys really took off at
0: Julian's? Or like, like when peaked. it peaked?
2: I think I would say. I would say it peaked probably just before we opened up the pizza place. Yeah? Yeah. I would say that was the peak of it. When did that
1: open? You
2: no, know, I don't remember the exact date, but I'm going to say probably maybe like 10 years ago. Okay. You know,
1: that's... Um, so I was told that you wanted to name it Pizza Jesus.
2: The fact of the matter is I wanted to name it Pizza Jesus. Um, it secretly <laughs> is Pizza Jesus to a bunch of us that know this. Uh <laughs> You know, I want to design like a big rolling rock that you'd had to move in the morning to close the door and open the door Yo,
3: <laughs>
1: <what>? <laughs> that is so funny no, oh, that's, that's fucking funny
2: that's hilarious that is the funniest thing I had thing this whole heard. concept like seven years before I built the
1: place <laughs> were, your, oh, were, your, were your pizza peels just gonna be giant crosses <laughs> <so> <laughs> that you had to, oh my there's, god. there's a reason why there's a lot of marble stained
2: glass in there uh you know it, it you were creating a church the church of pizza okay. that's,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god so what you
2: know it's like pizza pizza jesus <laughs> pizza ass <Jesus. laughs> is almost better yeah i <laughs> like that you know my favorite jesus is at 13 he's playing soccer he's holding the big trophy and he's like they didn't ask me if i had any special skills what <laughs> what did you expect you know so um what's interesting is that pizza jesus thing for a lot of people, it's a great story. It's a good joke. But there was this one person I laid it out on mm-hmm. and I had the whole pizza box this oh, designed. Like, man. as you took out a slice of pizza, it would reveal an image or a pot of like, you know, the I shroud wrote, of Turin. It's like, wrote, my family's from it What's hysterical is my family is actually from Torino, Italy.
3: That's
0: so <laughs> funny.
2: <laughs> Where the shroud of Turin is. is. So,
1: this, uh, is the piece started. of grease
0: like makes the shroud of Turin oh, yeah, stain in fantastic. the like that's so funny. You know,
2: oh, uh, man. And, uh, you
1: could run with that forever.
2: Oh no! It's it's I. I love there was it. a moment when I had the concept pretty well, and I was asked to possibly go out to uh, California and um and and find Hollywood, a giant boulder in <laughs> Hollywood and actually build the first one with somebody other than the partners that I had. Mm-hmm. And, however, I felt loyal to the people I was with, uh, and I decided to do it with them. I may I already lived in California. I was kind of apprehensive about doing it, but sometimes I wish. I took that leap and went to California again. Yeah, and opened up like the Pizza Jesus, where you take out a pizza slice and it reveals part of like, part of our own Ten Commandments. And oh my you God, know, you know, collect ten crosses, get a free, you know, get get some free crust. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, it's yeah. never
1: too late. No, nah, it's never too late. I feel like you'd work in Florida pretty good.
2: Florida would love it there be, there's so much opportunity for
0: puns and stuff. Like, that'd be well, great.
2: What was funny was pe- people, uh, a few people that kind of didn't want it to call PGGs. They're like, well, what are Jewish people going to do? And gonna, they're going to do what they always do. They're going to eat fucking our pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> they're going <laughs> to eat, eat our pizza. <laughs> it's funny to everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, God. So I guess I got some more questions I want to yeah. ask you that are a little more intense. Uh, so I heard that you got robbed at gunpoint at Julian's. This works. is true. To, do you
2: want to talk about that story at all? We were closing the restaurant. I would always keep $100 in a coffee creamer in the refrigerator.
1: It, wait, hold up. Yep. <laughs> so, in yep. a, a, a coffee creamer? Yeah, you know, what the co- do you mean? You know like
2: the little uh, silver coffee creamer tins? Like that you serve a cream out of when you get... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. okay. Okay, okay, okay. So like with the yes, little lids. Yes, yes, yep, yep. yep. so, I thought you meant like... Yeah. Okay. So that was like the morning bank for the next people that showed up, which was usually us anyway, because we used to work all the shifts back oh, in the day. Okay, the so you
0: didn't leave it in the register, you like put it in this little in, yes. creamer tin.
1: So, so okay. at this point you had just like a couple employees basically?
2: Um uh, by that time, uh there was probably about ten of us that worked all the shifts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had a great group of people. You know uh It was it was amazing. It really was. I, I can't I can't name them all, however uh I'm 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 very indebted to them because they took care of my deficiencies. I had a lot of deficiencies for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a social phobia. I'm not really good around people. So I say the, I say the right, wrong thing at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. I do and that make sometimes. people feel uncomfortable? You know, I think I'm trying to make them feel good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? so uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah.
2: So they really helped me with that arena. And I had people help me become uh, a better chef. Uh, I had a lot of natural ability and I had a wandering mind, which was good. Um, and I had the great ability to read and put it through my mind and in, into my hands, into the food. Um, and that was a gift for my parents. You know, I, I don't want to say that any other way. But this guy came in after uh, we were closed. Uh, there was $100 in there. And he said, he put the gun to the back of my head and the two people that were there. I saw the difference. So looks. like behind
1: you? Like he yes. crept up behind you. He came up behind me.
2: And Fucking a. Put a uh, gun to the back of my head. And I saw the look in the people that were in front of me, their eyes change. To and just being shook. They were, you could see their eyes sunk into their head and fear was in their eyes. And I heard this noise, you know, give me all your money. And I said, oh, no, that's not a problem. I'll give you all my money. Yeah. I said, it's right there in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think it is, dummy? It's yeah. of course uh, uh, the, the creamer. So I the slowly the opened the door and now he has the gun pointed to my face and I give him the roll of money and he looks at me and he looks at the money and he goes, I want more.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a hundred bucks yeah. like, <laughs> Me too Me worth.
1: too bud uh, Let's
2: just say You know The beating that I gave him only stopped when police officers Put a gun to my head Begging me Because they couldn't stop me
1: You got him Yeah I got him got So him. what Did you just catch him off guard Um Did he shoot He didn't shoot Uh,
2: Fortunately um, Once he decided He wanted more He was in my He was in the wrong zone Yeah I was giving him a pass By giving him a hundred dollars Letting him leave Yeah You know I've had many, many years of martial arts training. I had already been around weapons my whole entire life. Yeah. yeah you know, okay. and, you know. listen, if you're going to rob somebody, you shoot them in the leg first and tell them you're going to rob them. You got <laughs> their attention at that point. Yeah. You know, if you're not pulling the trigger right away, you're probably more scared of the gun than I am. Mm. And uh, I just I mean, I just kind of fucked them up. I don't want to say it any other way. Like yeah, he, there you go. <laughs> he, you know, he lost a kidney
1: out of the deal. He lost a kidney. Yes. That's some
2: Holy body shots shit. right there. Yeah, he lost a kidney.
1: And the cops came, and he didn't get his money, I guess. No, um, no.
2: And they wanted me to go down to the uh station. They, you know, I was, I was very hyper, and they couldn't calm me down. And uh I said, listen, I'm going to go get a drink first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was drinking scotch way back when. I said, I'm going go to go get a drink of scotch, and then I'll come to the police station. And I, I knew a lot of the police. Uh The police commissioner was like my grandfather, um, uh. So they allowed me to do that, and I can I can remember that was probably he was your
0: grandfather, the police commissioner. <laughs>
2: he, he took me in as like a gr- like his uh, he, son. He yeah. was like I a grandfather have, to I was, you. My grandfathers weren't around. Mm-hmm. Uh, one died when I was five. The other before I was born. Mm-hmm. And he took me under his wing. What happened was a friend of mine, Stephen Shore, was a police officer. He got killed in Providence uh, was, uh, on duty, and um, the police commissioner. You were commission. just close with the fam. I was close with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, and it just kind of happened. The mm-hmm. police commissioner. Um, you know realized once i was opening a restaurant here in providence that i needed some guidance you know uh there was a lot of people that were uh, i was a good guy but there was questions on if i was going to continue in like a family path
1: uh if yeah. you understand what i'm saying yeah I understand what you're saying yeah. um so do you, is that like the craziest thing that's ever fucking happened to you cuz like that's insane okay. uh that that that's that's one of the craziest things. Another guy came in with a bag of guns. Oh, sat at the bottom. A, a bag Gilbert of Gilbert Arenas? Ba- of G. Bag, G. <laughs> a bag of guns.
2: He came into the restaurant, sat down. Wait, wait, like a, like a see-through counter,
1: plastic bag. And he had a
2: knapsack, and I'm like, what's like this? a sandwich For bag? For some of reason, guns? I'm like, what the hell's in that knapsack? And he goes, It's all full of guns.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait. So yep. someone came in with John a, Murray with, walked a in. With, with a bag. Yes. And you just got a weird feeling about the bag. So you're like, hey, what's up with that No joke. It was just one of those moments. And he goes, oh, you want to see it? It's a bunch of guns. it's a
2: bunch of guns. And I leaped over the counter. Were you like, why? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Leaped over the counter? I
2: leaped over the counter. (laughs) The guy got so nervous, he fell back in the chair, smashed his head on the ground was semi-unconscious for a while. The police came, and there was something like 20-something guns in the bag. Jesus like All, all
1: different scrub guns.
0: Like, right. why did you bring them in with you? Like, if you're getting, a, literally
1: if you're was getting breakfast, yeah. leave the gun. He's literally that gun salesman from Taxi Jive. <laughs> like has all these little tiny guns. I think and
2: different. Uh, like Big Tony's or one of these uh, pizza restaurants or sandwich restaurants around here has, uh, you know, take the hoagie, leave the gun. Have you heard that slogan? No. Yeah, it's like they use that, so like you know, take the sandwich, leave a gun. They use like a mafia style. Uh, what? Silhouette. Like take the gun. It's like, like leave a turn the in the your technology. gun program. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they're trying turn to do a community. I to be you. stupid than a box of rocks because oh of, why would God. you tell anybody what you have in a bag? I'd just be like, yeah, we well, not your business. What do you want from it? you? Know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shut up, cookie. Bring me your. Bring me my eggs. Get a free sandwich. Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking very interesting.
2: Yes, that was pretty wild. And uh, let them guns blam. What <laughs> the things bark crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <you're right. laughs> um, some people take their dog out for walks. Some people take forty three. You know, take the clock out for a walk. Uh, scrubbed guns out for a walk. <laughs> Filed and off really serial numbers to the wrong place. You yeah. know, you live by the gun, mm-hmm. you die by the gun. Yeah. you know, yeah. So stop by Julian's. Give me some money first <laughs>
0: How would you say you came up with the menu for Julian's? Like, did you have influences? Like, was it your travels that helped uh, you?
2: uh... This is pretty simple. A long time ago, we used to go to this place uh, in California. There's Glendora, where I lived. There's the end of the hills, and then there's Azusa. Azusa is a dirty desert Mexican Indian town. Mm -hmm. You know, tumbleweeds die there. Okay. It's different now, but we used to, there was a place there for 69 cents. You could get breakfast and coffee. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> so I would take like 13 guys because I was the new guy in California, and I would take these 13 guys out to you know out to eat and it was like they had a piranha that they would feed there on Fridays and it was a lot of fun <laughs> the but they piranha. made yeah it was awesome that's sick. <laughs> Fridays the place was really busy <laughs> yeah any other time you know uh, what was good about Fridays is that all the criminals were there eating and watching the piranha be fed so mm-hmm. they couldn't rob you on Monday. you know on Friday <laughs> you weren't getting robbed going because to because they, they, the they were all watching feeding. the piranha um and uh they had these spicy home fries mhm that were, Say less. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean.
3: <laughs> it Sounds great.
2: It was yeah. a mixture of you know oh not washing the potatoes, a little bit of sweat. I don't know what it was, yeah. but I was able to kind of duplicate place. Uh, the, the the flavor that I remember. Um, I had a, a chef from Guatemala. I had a chef from Israel. Um, neither none of us really spoke English very well, which made for a really <laughs> really great learning environment and creativity a great environment. But you
0: say those chefs brought in their own flavor, their own style?
2: Yes, I was able to. I've had a chef from Morocco. uh, I've had a chef from down down south that knew about low southern cooking. I brought up these vegetarian chefs from uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Um, I've I've been able to get great chefs um, that uh, have not only traveled, but have come from different places. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to get top graduates from Johnson & Wales, uh, one of them being Todd Schiller, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, Changed Julian's to be able to service how many people that we were dealing with because we were at we were at overload. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't we couldn't work anymore. We couldn't make anymore. What was this like? Mid to late two thousands. Still are yes.
1: kind of at overload.
2: Yeah, so I mean, there, there would literally be two hundred people waiting outside. Yeah, uh, for brunch and at dinner, we would actually have to close the door and just service the people inside the restaurant. Yeah, and then we would open the door, let them out, let a whole new group in. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. we it was. Uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah, it, is the, I mean, it was. It was pretty wild.
0: So you guys were just your popularity was outgrowing your capacity, basically.
2: Yes, yeah, so and at one point, I I won Food Network's first food challenge. It was called Ready, Set, Cook. Really? So between that getting written up in uh, Rhode Island Monthly Magazine uh, by this, shout uh, out by this man uh, Daniel Asa Rose, uh, who's a wonderful human being who took a real big risk about you know for himself to travel all the way to Julian's on a snowy night, and we actually turned him away. But he begged to come in and eat. He, you know, he turned him over. Yeah, well, we doing? we were running out of food. You know, to be honest with you, it was a chef that was with me at this na- at the time. His name was Patrick Steele. He taught me how to have a gentle hand with food. And uh, you was, mean like portion size wise or not something? This portion on how to handle food in general. Like you know, if you're not putting love into it, if you're handling it rough, it's gonna come out rough. You know, you, basically, a good I've been able to kind of cultivate like what he taught me and a lot of the people. Great food comes through humility. You know, I, I got I interu- like to interrupt here for a second
1: because yeah. I am like totally uh, on that. Like the best food comes out when it's made with love mentality. Yes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think that's 100% like, I don't know, maybe the number one philosophy of food. But I have also seen people put hate into food and it comes out real good too but it's about the pride that you have and it. it's like if you're not like if okay yeah so the if, pride yeah it's, the pride. it's like if
0: you're like I fucking hate making this but like I can't like put out a inferior product because of my own personal pride and the guilt you feel like you know when you well, overcook you. something and you're like I don't have time to make a new one am I gonna send this out and you have this like feeling where yep. you're like I don't feel okay about this decision that I'm about to make. You know,
1: yeah, or even on like a smaller level. Like I get it when I'm like, is this enough wine? Did I pour? It? Is this too small pour? <laughs> yeah. Is this too much of a pour? We used to listen to a lot of music while we
2: were uh, making food and uh, mm-hmm. prepping and stuff. Oh, I like gotta, that. and uh, you know. That metallic moment Like I'm your hate When you want love You know Do my dirty deeds You know Escape you Yeah over. You know Sometimes I'd be singing that In my head and smiling And looking at my customers You know what I mean So I, I do understand that uh, Inner anger Yeah Of an artist uh,
0: They're the source of all your pain The customers yes. But they're also the source Of all your profit <laughs> Yes <So. laughs>
2: You know And what, what I didn't realize At the time was My greatest memories Is the customers You know
0: Tell us about What
2: uh, I'm, God
1: Let's hear about your best Hmm my
2: best customer was my grandmother.
1: Well, I mean, come on, obviously. <laughs> She's number one with a bullet.
2: Yeah. So besides that, I would have to say... Uh, Just any memorable. Um, seeing four generations of people, uh, of a family, come to your restaurant. And That's asking, asking you to take care of them. Uh, you know, understanding that you have the ability to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pretty gentle moment when you have great-grandma who's 99 and junior who has a three-foot-tall uh, mohawk, spike mohawk. Yeah. You know, Wearing a shirt that's half torn, but of his favorite local band, and his grand, great grandmother's loving him. He loves so, that. And uh, you know that kid, that person with that spike hair, I still know. And now he has a child. Damn, you know, I've been able to.
1: Does he have a mohawk? The child, he better, <laughs> <laughs> he better.
2: I can remember uh, friends of mine having children at the beginning of Julian's and being able to go to their graduation from college. That's, that's, that's a Pretty wild. Pretty wild ride. I didn't know those rewards were there. Sure. Um, for me, for a long time, it was just the food. Money was a byproduct of good action, um, but the king of the moment, I'm like the customers, I always knew how important they were. But they romanced me into the point of understanding that they were actually responsible for fifty percent of the success of each moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: They really are. It's so true. And. Uh, well, what know, about
1: worst customers?
2: Oh, other, other than all I, the, used to, the I used guns. to throw quite a few people out, to be honest with you. I, my mentality was, is if I get rid of you, that leaves room for somebody good to come. And uh, we, we, so some, what,
1: what would someone have to do to get thrown out by you?
2: Uh, passes towards waitresses, uh, demand, being overly demanding, mm-hmm. thinking that you're more important than everybody else.
1: What's overly demanding?
2: Uh, <laughs> we used to go out and talk to the customers quite a bit. And yeah. when we had those moments, we would, it was, uh, it was something that I insisted upon. It was something that someone taught me and sometimes we'd be so busy. So I demand to speak, you know, cause there was a moment okay, when, so we, just we, when we were being are- touted as the greatest chefs in Rhode Island. If not, yeah. you know, we were voted in the top 100 restaurants of the country at one moment and we were being touted as the greatest. It was a very uncomfortable spot. Yeah. Um, and people wanted that, that they wanted their moment. Yeah. For sure. You know, and mm-hmm. I would just basically let them know, like, listen, you're so important. Everyone else here is not eating now. Yeah. And then they look around and they see everyone looking at them, And I'm like, you know, this comes... Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. We'll come back in a few days. Yeah. And if you gave me a hard time... I I actually banned someone for five years. They came back five years to the day and asked if they could come back in. And I said, yes. (laughs) What did you ban them for? Uh, Acting like assholes, getting overly drunk. At one time, Julian's was also bring your own. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those moments provided people with like, you know, you can't tell me what to do. And I'm like, no, I don't even... In yeah. all reality, I prefer it's not hard to, say to cut. To you. It's hard
0: to cut somebody yeah. off from their yeah. own bottle yes. of liquor that they yes. brought with yes. them. Yeah, but you yeah. got to be for like, sure. if yes. you're too drunk, you got to go.
2: And everyone, I a lot of people always thought, that, you know, the, the worst behavior they have, the more they would insist how much they know me you know, the people out front. Yeah, and yeah. it got to a point sometimes when I wasn't at work and they would be behaving like this, and I would get a call from somebody, and I always just lived within pretty much walking distance uh, mm-hmm. of Julian's for you a you long ever time. Live, you ever live above it? No. Okay. However, we had an office there, but I've had several. Employees live above jewelry, gotcha. which was always comforting. You know, uh, what was interesting is you know I would come through the back door and I'd be my, my mentality was if I got a call when I wasn't working and I worked a lot, yeah, it was because it was really somebody that didn't want to listen to one of my managers, uh, which I would empower completely to do whatever needed to be done, not to call me, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah I'd walk through the back door saying, "Who's this asshole that's giving everyone a hard time?" Yeah, so you come in, yeah, and I just kind of walk them outside and I'm like, you know, you can't do this here again. You can't use me as a reason for your bad behavior. My, I, I'm I'm the reason for my bad behavior. Yeah, and I can't have anyone stealing that because I still had bad behaviors. Uh, you know, I was a kid that always acted out of bounds. And, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, food scented me for a long time, which was good. I needed it. I really did. You know, it gives
0: you that structure. You know,
2: it it was regimental. It was uh, um, you know, uh, my friend Todd. We call you know people egg Marines.
1: You know, Egg, Marines. Egg Marines. What does that mean?
2: Oh, you know, it's just like, you know, he ran it like a military. He was uh, one of the top graduates at Johnson and Wales.
1: Oh, he Me. was saying you guys were Egg Marines. Yeah, we were Egg oh, Marines. Okay. We were wow. just Egg Marines. You know,
2: you need one solid voice as a leader. You don't have to like it, you just have to do it. And you know, it was
1: fun things like that. So, I mean, fast forward to now, like, how do you feel not really being a part of Julian's currently?
2: You know what's kind of interesting is I, I my brother uh, was at Pizza J the other day He loves pinball. Um, we grew up playing pinball. My father owned the ki- arcades growing mm. up. I used to collect the machines. And you know Pizza Jesus Pizza G, you know Ju- Pizza J uh, was definitely going to be a destination for places for that arcade and pinball machines. And yeah, I walked in there and he was playing a game and he just looked at me and he said, you know, you did a really good job here. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, I've done great jobs. Uh, and it took me a while to get used to not going and being part of the action. However, um, times change. I like to reach for excellence. Yeah, I really do. Mm-hmm. I was taught not to settle for less. Anything less than excellence, you're kind of doing a shitty job. I never like being, you know, perfectionist. Re- yes. One time we had this Rock and Stockham Robot World Championship Tournament. We held it in a a building that was across from Julian's. It was a brick building. Now it's like all done over. And we had two guys, one dressed in red, one dressed in blue painted, and they played music against each other. And first place was $500. Second place, nothing. you lost. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. how I was raised. And uh, once I realized that I, it has nothing to do with the people I was working with or the people that I was in business with. However, Excellence takes a certain thing. And I say it all the time. How do you become excellent? You step on the neck of good and want to know who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you're a savage. It's yeah, a little okay. harsh. Yeah. However, okay. today's type of people that are getting jobs, you can't I've had, you know, someone's parent call me and said, You can't speak to my son like this. Like, first of all, you're catching it secondhand. Second of all, you're really telling me a lot about what's going on with your child. Yeah. Like, I went to high school. I played football. My coach promised the parents they were going to take us little boys and turn us into men. Yeah. That's kind of weird. You know? know, Yeah, today, it's kind kind of a weird statement, if if we're
1: being honest. Well, I mean, don't worry, mom. If we're 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 talking about like
2: college athletes, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) My football coach is one of the most winning football coaches in uh, high school history. You know yeah. and what he did is he created an environment of excellence. He created an environment of accountability, and it uh, sounds like
1: the Urban Meyer documentary. D- d-
2: team building. Out. He was really good on team building, and um, you know, my generation was the beginning of not the beginning, but it was kind of like the real first generation where both parents were really working all the time. Yeah, and kids were, late, you know,
1: like is it, You said you were born yeah. nineteen seventies, yeah. So like mid Gen X. Yeah, Gen X. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and um. Uh, I come from a divorced family. A lot of people starting to get. Italian families weren't divorced before 1970, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, they just weren't. And uh, so either both parents were working or one mom was uh, not working and the father made a lot of money. And, you know, there was a level of ease in Johnston for us kids. I have to say that Johnston really took care care of uh, the kids that went to school there. We had, you know, St. Joseph's Day. Every kid in school got a zebola. You know? yeah. we had special moments <laughs> you know we had really special moments pretty nice was yeah. funny and uh, we had we, st- we were like one of the only schools that still had people cooking in the kitchen we had mm-hmm. real food yeah you know like Johnston had that ability to kind of be different than everybody else because it was so many Italians in one area yeah and it was a- it was a lot of fun to be honest with they had a great uh, education mm-hmm. and I'll bring in there and um, the restaurant stems from understanding like that um, dynamic that happens when you sit down and eat. Yeah. Like I never knew that was going to be part of how important it is um, until I started traveling and you know, you travel a lot, you eat a lot of shitty food Yeah, and that sucks. Oh uh, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know how many times you've eaten and gotten sick while you're on trying to get something else done somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not being sick in your own bed. You're not being sick around your mom to take care of you. You're sick in a hotel room with no one to take care of you. And it's kind of challenging. Well, I but like, at least it's a hotel. It's not your house. Yeah, blow up rug. I threw up on the rug. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll clean that later. Not.
1: <laughs> uh, I just put a towel over it. So basically, you're saying like you, you know, you're okay with moving on from. I'm okay, from-
2: okay with moving on. It was. It took. It took a while. There's a few older friends of mine that had situations uh, come about similar to mine, guided me through it, and I've done a good job. I did the best I could. I did it with great people and now just let it be,
1: you know, I don't need to. uh, Have you heard that Pizza Jay is moving across the street from Julian's?
2: I hear nothing, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, I try not to. uh, um, I'm still friends with Brian Oakley. Um, He's like my little brother. Um, Obviously, you know, I I put some strain on the relationship uh, at some times in my life. And uh, the the fact is is that I respect him a lot. And um, when I left, I made a majority partner. When I got rid of my shares, I made sure he was the majority partner of the two mm. people that were there. Yeah, um, Brian Oakley uh, was a driving force. A lot of things me and him don't agree on, but I was okay with not agreeing with him. If yeah, people yeah. can understand that. Yeah, know you know, he right. had a different perspective than mine. Yeah, you and, can uh,
1: still be. Yeah, you, know,
0: you made yeah. peace with it, basically. Yeah,
2: you know, so, you know, I'm, you can't be the one with all the great ideas. You know, and uh, there comes a point when you're doing so well, you think you're the one that that did it all. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to be like that. Yeah, I would always remind people we need to hire people older than us sometimes to listen to their stories, to slow us down, to get our perspective on what we're really supposed to be doing. There, you know, I was a believer in great service, you know, and stuff like that. And it's challenging with people today. Yeah, it really, really is. They want to, you know, like I, I, I let people know you can't push my buttons. My parents are the only people that push my buttons. They installed my buttons, and yeah. uh, you know, you're here to do a job. You know, it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's a job yeah that's why well, you get paid for it, it, it there's a level so of yeah it's you know it's so you know i'm 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 happy for whatever success they continue to have mm-hmm. um i know almost uh there's a level of challenge that exists in today's restaurant industry that personally i wouldn't want to do it at that level anymore
0: yeah yeah it's it's crazy out there. i wouldn't
2: want to do it at that level anymore i just i'm not interested in it mm-hmm. um i'm not interested in uh you know a mass amount of people um I'm not interested in factory style food and I'm not saying that's what they're doing I'm just saying there comes a point when you're not it's not the type of food that um I'd rather do less and be able to offer more
0: yeah I know what you mean yeah.
2: you know nothing against what they're doing I know that everyone over there is doing the best job they can and they're overachievers there however you know I'd rather do less an awful more. Yeah, because when
0: you get to that certain level of like popularity and like uh, busyness, is, yeah. you're no longer able to put that care and dedication into each dish that you see. You literally just can't, you no longer can put eyes on every plate before it goes out. There's too many plates yes. going out yeah. that you have to just trust other people that they're mm-hmm. doing their best and using their pride yeah. to not let something bad go out. And, and it's challenging. You just can't you
2: know? maintain it unless you. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I know that over at Julian's is Pachoco, and over at Pizza J, there's Augie. Two people that I would dig any trench in the world with and defend any, you know, defend the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no doubt about that. Two great guys. However, they, they don't, they, they, there's, you know what I mean? You, you said you can't put, you can't do it. Yeah. It's impossible. It's too much. It's too much. And uh, I did have a dream of opening a restaurant called Amore, uh, really? small
1: Italian restaurant. That's Amore? Yeah. That's Actually, great. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Were you going to do that around here?
2: Um, probably in East, East Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about it. You know, I've had this dream a few times. I've talked to a few people about it. Oh, you're still
0: thinking about it, you're saying? Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to enjoy the time I have right now. A friend of mine right now is working at a restaurant. Um, they need a little help. I'm going to work there a couple days a week, just kind of being there mm-hmm. type of thing to see. And I've done this a couple of times in the past couple of years just to, see, to get my feet wet if I even want to deal with the pressure. Yeah. And uh there was this one place I worked, I really, really liked it. However, my aunt passed away and I just I couldn't give the guy the commitment that he needed. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um what it's a small yeah, like celeb chef thing.
2: Yeah, small restaurant where he you know, he was the chef, he could bring me in and we could've done, you know, done great food. Like, you know, if I ever opened up a place I would have probably a pretty good a pretty good am- uh, a pool of people I could ask to come help me for a few nights here and there. Yeah, and that's for sure. so fun, you know. Yeah. My uh, Eli worked, Eli Dunn, who uh, won Chomp, mm. Chomped, uh, whatever that, chopped, uh you know, he worked with me for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, I liked his restaurant that he had in Warren. That's uh, kind of the mentality that, you know, I always wanted to open up a small restaurant and I could... Cook what was his I want. place
0: in Warren? You know, in the Eli's kitchen. It was Eli's. And kitchen. Oh yeah. now Eli's. it's, now it's uh, Hunky Door. Hunky Door. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was.
2: I would like to open something. You know, twenty seats. Open when I want. Close when I want. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You, know, you come in. You don't care what I'm cooking. You just want what I'm offering. Yeah. You know that, that mentality, um, which could be like a good new thing in a couple years.
1: I mean, I think it already, to an extent, is kind of a thing People are very into, like, supper clubs
2: Yes, yeah Dinner parties Mm -hmm. and shit like that Yeah, I've been able to participate in a few of those A friend of mine, Todd Schiller He did a few of them, and he did them really well And, um or just pop-ups in general. Yeah. Pop-ups are I, hot I like right that now. pop-ups and stuff like that. Like uh I went d- to
1: a pretty dope pop-up in Portland like two weeks ago. Nice. There was one time. It was new- just a cocktail pop-up, but it was dope.
2: Mm. They had these all white parties. Have you heard about these? Excuse me? All <laughs> white. All- <laughs> it's all right if
1: it's all white. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> um I mean w- they, tell me. When more. People dress all in white. <laughs> yes.
2: They invite like sort you know, of people, everyone dresses in white. It's a pop-up. Uh, like f- fine dining, those whoever
1: gets the most stains wins. Yes, yeah, yeah, that would well, be yeah, fun. Yeah. To Actually, do it at one
2: time we used to dress in all white in Julian's, and one of my chefs one time showed up and he painted his shoes white to prove how clean we could stay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <sick. laughs> it was kind of fun. His name is James Day, but he painted his shoes white. It was kind of funny. That is yeah. funny. I'll tell you, I'm gonna tell you one of the funniest moments I've ever had in the restaurant. Yeah, hear, I would love to. Just hear one that. of the funniest moments, and it's a real human story, and you're gonna laugh. So I worked with people from different countries that didn't have a perfect, how do you say this, uh, accent mm-hmm. of a Rhode Islander English-speaking person. Yeah. And I don't think I have a really good command of the English language either. Mm-hmm. However, I was working with someone <laughs> you from Israel. said Q, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So great. I'm working with somebody from uh, Israel, Yeah, and we're in the middle of brunch, and we would talk about random shit all the time. You know, while you're cooking with somebody, you end sure. up talking yeah, about some pretty yeah. crazy, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what if you were on Jupiter? What would you do? You know? So is like, that what you were talking about? <laughs> pretty no. crazy, but There was, there was moments <laughs> we would have those type of questions, you know? Um, so we're working. We're making breakfast. Uh, we're really busy. And my friend, Iwan
1: Musk, <laughs> Elon goes,
2: Julian, what is cheetah? And I'm like, cheetah? It's a fucking cat man, it's the cat in the world. do you not know what a cheetah is? Okay, why do we put that denominator? He was asking what cheddar cheese. Cheddar oh my che- god. cheetah. Yeah. So this that Krieger. might be the one funniest. <laughs> Here's a guy that was raised in Israel. You know, went into the Israeli army, was a commando, badass, and he's sitting in my kitchen, right, trying to humbly make food, and he randomly asked me, "What is cheetah? What is cheetah?" Yeah. And me being, you know, smart ass Italian, I'm like, it's a fast cat, That's the fastest cat in the world. How do you not know this? Like, you know.
1: Why do we put that <laughs> Well, how thing? do you not know what cheddar is? Why do we put that denominator?
0: <laughs> Cheddar's like hardcore American.
2: Yeah. Jeez.
0: So but he's sort of not, not ticket, from
1: America. Right? It's so and,
2: good. You know He it's just one of those moments, you know. Was, Are you
1: telling me there's not cheddar in Israel? I well, of course there is. I, I'm just saying it's not
0: as ubiquitous as. I, I it. don't think Wisconsin it, yeah. is not in Israel,
2: and probably the the spelling difference, and you know mm-hmm. he was saying cheddar, right? Just with an X. But I hear cheater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that might be the it, like, it was like one of those moments when the world almost stopped, and I looked at him and I'm like, "We're sick, yeah, <laughs> we're really sick people, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> so that was probably. Uh, another time, one of my chefs uh, hit a scratch ticket and he thought he won a million dollars and he threw his hand up in the air and it went into a fan and almost dropped the singer off. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I was i was just going to get to,
1: yeah. um, like, we usually ask people on the show, like, a couple of questions. We already yeah. asked you about customers. What's the worst injuries you've yeah. seen or personally had?
2: Uh, somebody uh sliced their finger on the slicer and uh like the deli slicer? Yes. Ooh, that'll do it. When we called his wife, she goes, He did it again? No. <laughs> yeah. So he he had to be, you know, he never long he no longer worked
1: with us. <clears throat> because of that you fired him? I have to. <laughs> if you cut <laughs> yourself on a di-
2: Yeah, you got if your wife is saying he did it again, you know, you gotta move on.
0: <laughs> he did it again. Dude, a deli slicer <laughs> yeah. cut I feel like yeah. is so like horrifying that it's like yeah, I get it. If you didn't learn your lesson after the first yes, time, you, you, could, on you time. can't be around <laughs> You're
2: power not someone equipment. Someone that learns well. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good that's a good point. Power equipment not only is thing that plugs in, but things that create fire as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, another time, somebody uh, unfortunately did not read the uh, the log of the day, and they removed some tape that you know sealed an oven that said "Do not use." Got you know repair repair man on the way. They turned on the oven, opened up the oven door, and uh, yeah. Uh, wow, got some, you know, you know, I want she did get burned, and I do feel bad about that. Somebody else also got burned. Um, you know, that what, might have been the most probably traumatic because it was a young, beautiful girl, and whether she didn't read it or not, it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is that she, you know, as She that, got messed up, I've seen fireballs pop up before in my life and get mm-hmm. surrounded by them. It's an uncomfortable feeling, so I know what she's been through, and uh. You know, good thing is uh, she was able to... We got all the stuff. I mean, you know, she was able to get better from it. It wasn't, wasn't as bad as from it From could what? Have from burning her body. It
1: yeah. was like she got fucked up, fucked
2: up. Yeah, like, she got some second-degree burns on her face wow, and stuff like that. You know? it's sucks. Sh- sh- yeah. That's yeah. brutal. So uh, that was a pretty bad moment. You know, one time, Decot almost burnt my face off.
1: When was uh, that? On my 21st birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when was that? On my 21st you know, birthday. but what did I do? What? what? We were, we were making, we were so drunk, but we were making a fire in your backyard. It was the night that I turned 21, mm-hmm. so I guess technically it was the day before I turned it yeah. on. And we were making a fire, and it wasn't lighting, and you gave up and threw your lighter into like... Where the fire Oh, was like, it blew up? Yeah. It blew oh, up. nice. And, and then I was like, all right, I'll get this fire going and didn't know there was a lighter in it and it blew up.
0: Oh, yeah. You leaned it until like... uh
1: Burnt my eye... Yeah. I, yeah. It, what, are, what are these called? Eyelashes. eyelashes. Burnt my eyelashes off. <laughs> what are these called?
2: <laughs> I was in a steakhouse once down in Tennessee and there was a violinist playing and this guy, you could buy roses for people, so... We're a group of 13 guys acting like assholes. So we buy a rose for a woman at another table who's sitting with a gentleman. Mm -hmm. There's four, two men, two women. We randomly buy this rose for this woman. She has no idea where it's coming from. And the Mm -hmm. guy that's sitting there uh, has no idea why she has this rose now. (laughs) Who just sent it? Mm -hmm. However. If he had the reds, he'd be like, yeah, it's me. Yeah. I I, sent it. You'd think he was going to play it cool. However. The rose shows up. You could see him get agitated. This is back when you could smoke. He takes a cigarette, puts it in his mouth, and you can see he's pissed off. He's wearing glasses. Probably has some hairspray in his hair. And he lights the lighter, and it goes up in between his face and his glasses and catches his hair on fire. Oh, Holy there. shit. <laughs> There's a violin playing. She's holding the rose, and the rest of the restaurant is, like, watching this guy's hair on fire. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. They call that gaslighting, right? Yeah. That's (laughs) that's what that means. That's the original (laughs) form of gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) Not only did he get pissed off, he burnt himself over. Burned his face Oh, yeah. So.
0: That's pretty
1: hilarious. Yeah. What other questions do we usually
0: ask? Well, we already went over crazy customers. Are there any other stories you want to hit us with before we get out of here?
2: Let me think. Oh, yes. There was, <laughs> Beautiful. And this is a good one. There was this woman who was a pretty famous food writer in Julian's uh, reviewing us, and I had this giant German shepherd. And when I mean giant, mm-hmm. it was the type of dog that makes the average person get a little uncomfortable. You
1: said 150 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, makes a- the
2: average person. And there was somebody in the neighborhood that had one bigger, yeah, which was a wolf dog. Yeah, I don't know. A couple if, wolves. Yep. So As the sun changed From the front to back To Julian's My dog would walk From the front of Julian's Through the restaurant To the back of Julian's Mm -hmm. And uh She was appalled That my dog Would just Walk Walk. to the restaurant Yeah I mean Yeah um, Food She refused to You know she wanted She refused to write the article And she goes How can I write an article About this restaurant And like you know She like really kind of Got into it She She wasn't a dog person She wasn't a dog person And uh you know the fact of the matter is, is that i didn't need her yeah Pe- but people love my dog you know and that's yeah. she ne- as she's i don't think she's no, anymore, no longer with us but she never ended up writing about the restaurant for years no matter how one time we were written up in new york times and the uh uh, New York Times. What's the other uh, big paper? What's the you're pointing this way? Yeah, Boston York, Globe. No, there was two 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 big New York papers. And one time we were within in those two papers within a week. In the post? Know, New York, post, New York Post, New York Times we were written up in both those within a week of each other. Wow! And she still would not write about Julian. So you know, I my dog pissed somebody off, and me sticking up my dog pissed her off more. Yeah. and uh, that that was a pretty defining moment of. I needed my people more than I needed the success. Yeah. You know, she was like, I'll make or break you. And I'm like, well, your dog, nah, your dog is yeah. a more important <laughs> my dog, person my than, dog was she, more than she was. Yeah. She didn't like being a uh, demoted uh, to dog level. I think when you, you know, dogs bring us up. Yeah. And, uh, I agree. you know, now you see dogs everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, but back then, you know,
1: but there weren't dogs; they didn't exist. <laughs> they didn't exist. There were no <laughs> dogs in the nineties. Yeah. Let me tell you something. This the golden retriever <laughs> came was, out in two thousand. I had a uphill. golden
2: retriever after after yeah, the German Shepherd to soften up my to soften up my image. Yeah, so. Back in nineteen ninety four, the only dogs that roamed around here were loose pit bulls. <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> it mean, was, it's
1: not that different now. It was wild. They're just on leashes. <laughs> they're on leashes now. <laughs> um, what about what are your favorite places to eat around here? Well, what? currently. Oh. That's
2: challenging. Um
1: <sighs> How about favorite places you've ever eaten? Favorite places I've eaten. Like what's the was, best restaurant you ever ate at? Uh
2: Nobu. Oh okay. yeah, nice. Nobu. Yeah. Um, that's number one. I went there, they knew where I was coming. I was there with somebody special. Robert De Niro. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish I was some money. You owe us some money over here in Providence. You're, you're scamming off our, our scene here. Um they made us some special food. Uh, they gave me, you know, he came out, he signed my cookbook in front of us, uh, which was really nice. Um, I've had some pretty special meals with somebody, uh, you know, the person that I'm currently, uh, I've been with somebody kind of like for a long time in a way, and okay. uh, we've had some pretty special meals at Eli's. I don't remember what we ate, but it was a special moment. Okay. So I, I do miss, I do miss Eli's. I miss uh, a place that used to be called New Japan, which was in downtown Providence, owned by mm-hmm. a very good uh, friend of mine. Um, unfortunately he got knocked down for a parking lot uh it's really wow. really a shame um you know it's kind of funny there's a place uh i'm not gonna say it's i'll say it's great food and i'm gonna tell you why me and my brother go there and me and my cousin go there it's called rod's grill and warren <laughs> it's really kinda, yeah it's simple diner food but the people are nice and uh I've always yeah. had a, it, it, there's, there's nothing there that's any different than any. I'm, I'm not saying they don't do things better than other people. Yeah. But I've had good times there. I've had memorable, enjoy, yeah, memorable yeah. moments there. So it and doesn't
1: uh, always have to be some like yeah. Michelin star restaurant. No, it doesn't need to be. Need
2: to be. I I like going to have seafood with my mom. We actually just went to the place in One Socket, uh, the ye olde English fisherman. You know, it's one of the oldest fish and chip places in the country, supposedly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some great meals at Siena, I, I think they do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, Jatorre Romano does a great job um, I like Thai food yeah, my, my dad's second wife uh, My first stepmother was from Thailand She was an American born in Thailand mm-hmm. So I got exposed to Thai food early on um, You know I, I still love sour, Yeah uh, Yeah you know, I just went there not too long Look ago. I am sorry. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's either either one you go to, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to give into an argument of uh, which one's which. I think the Elmwood one but is the, much But better. the one you go to, when you go to Elmwood, I have to be honest with you, there's something that's there because I was brought there by a gentleman named Rich Many, many, many. Rich Ruppo? Yeah, Rich lupo oh, oh, okay. He uh, owns Lupo's Hot Break Hotel back in the day, and he owns the Met. And uh, But he brought me there early on with a group of guys that were called the curmudgeons. And uh, it revolutionized um, what was, for me, what was going on here in Providence. Because I knew that area, but you never saw white people in that area, right? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it was kind of interesting to go there with a group of white people into this very authentic, more authentic back then than it is now. Because back then, there was probably only one person there that spoke English. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. Wow. Yeah.
1: All right, I got two more questions okay. for you. I don't know if you got any. Go for but it. Number one, who's the most famous person you saw in Joanne's?
2: Well, that's kind of interesting. Um, I'm going to say this: Kevin Costner.
1: You think Kevin Costner's number one. Come on, yeah. someone more famous. Again. That's Come pretty
0: on. good. That's pretty <laughs> damn famous.
2: Okay, um, Kevin Costner. Uh, um. A lot of I don't want to give up too too much. I'm saying Kevin Costner because my mother is the biggest Kevin Costner fan of all time. Okay, Um, she loves him. She doesn't. He doesn't know that my mom's married to Kevin. You know, Kevin Costner does not know that my mom is married to Kevin to him. Yeah, Um, I get you. you. Her and Tom Brady when they were on TV, she leans forward. Yeah. So um, you know, a lot lot of great people came through Julian's. Um, We've had presidential candidates. uh, We've had uh, you know princes and princesses. You know I've had kings there You know One time There was an armed uh, Armed guard Stationed all around Julian's And half the street Bucked off for Somebody to have a dinner there You're not Um, gonna say who? No It doesn't matter It's just uh,
1: It kind of matters Come on Tell me I'll cut, a, it, I'll
2: cut it out. It was uh, it was a princess from a very small one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Yeah, what, like a, Abu Dhabi or
1: something. And shape? no, it was
2: actually not not a uh, Arabic or Muslim country. Uh, Luxembourg. It was like one of the yeah. You get you're in the zone. Liechtenstein. So you know, so it was, you know <laughs> wow, one of those so places. Like some
1: foreign princess. Yeah, like when someone you know, did they, they, were they probably tip? did they tip well.
2: Yeah, it was a very good night for everybody. Okay, it was you know. Even the people that couldn't come were probably getting rewarded. Some shout out like, the princess of yeah You know we've had some people there undercover the uh, with different names for a long time, which was all we had, we had. We've had children of famous people work at Julian's. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with people never knowing, mm-hmm. which was a wild, wild ride. And you know? because a bunch of us were around music, we were able always to get a lot of uh, mm. bigger musicians. That would stop by and eat. I used to do all the food. But we used to do all the food at Lupos for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I I'm gonna give you an example of somebody that I think is probably the one of the one of my most famous people is just a, a regular Rhode Islander, and um, he would bring his mother, his grandmother to Julian's. Richard and, Jenkins. No, he's just somebody like uh, that I've known for a long time. And uh, what I started realizing Is the real famous people James were, Woods well, but, yeah, he, he was he, he, he came by But
3: um <laughs> people's, people's like
2: Grandparents To me Like My grandmother Richard Hatch No We wouldn't let him in
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's, first, he's the winner
2: Survivor right Yeah, 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 yeah The yeah. first
1: winner of Survivor yeah, like, <laughs> That's the worst
2: Way to win but now yeah. it's like running around naked is popular. They have one of those shows on now, right? I'll know. do it for a million. Yeah, I'll n- do it yeah. for a mil. Yeah. So who, who A million dollars
1: it? isn't that much money. To be- I'll still do. I'll run yeah. around naked on camera for a million dollars. Easy. Who, who was this person?
2: Um, It's just, it's, it's someone that I know. He owns restaurants in the city of Providence and he used to take his uh his his mother and his grandmother oh. to Julian's. His, okay. You know, he, his name is Alex Tommaso. Mm-hmm. He owns restaurants here in Providence. He's like a wonderful a human name. being. And when I, well, let me tell you something. I think his great his grandmother was the most famous person because I saw she was special. she reminded me of my grandmother's mm. yeah, so my grand both of my grandmothers had their own level of being extremely special and could light up any room, yeah, you know Kevin Costner sat in the back of the room, looked at a painting you know for the whole entire time while his daughter had a party um these you know I'm not saying he didn't add to the environment, he really, really did, but there's like that moment of like I can remember. This gentleman coming into my restaurant and introduced me to his grandmother, and I was like humbled. She was, you know I mean, like she had, had know, she was, like, when you know, Costner didn't. He was bringing her from like ninety to hundred years old. You know, I think yeah. she came in on like a 99th birthday, and uh, that's pretty wild stuff. All
1: right, so I mean, do you got any more questions, ask? No. What's your other one? All right, I guess I'll leave you with this one, Julian. Yes. What do you think? The city of Providence needs to do to expand its culinary scene even more to become more of like a, uh, I don't know, like a mega food city. Um, I think they need to
2: adapt to what other places have done to create equal level of pay. Um, I've been around for a long time. I've been, listen, I made a lot of money in the restaurant industry. I mm-hmm. made a lot of money. I ran good good margins. I did a great job. By the and, way, you know, hold on, let me yep. interrupt for a second.
1: I did look up the minimum wage because he said he paid the head oh, yeah? five dollars for an hour of work back then. Minimum wage was like two bucks. Yeah, oh, so, so the kid was so you you right yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. were doing all right for he got eight, a Redskins okay.
2: jacket from me too at one point during the winter, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a real Redskins you know like NFL jacket yeah, yeah, yeah like an NFL know? jacket you know okay. with, a, with a hoodie anyway so, so you made a I think I think you need to level out the money field because great chefs. I was just talking with um, somebody the other day that I would consider a great chef. Uh, there's no money here for us. And the mm-hmm. reason why is because the front of the house scoops so much money, and they don't <laughs> divide it
1: back equally. Mm. So
2: you're not going to
1: get... So you think it's front of the house and not the owners themselves?
2: I think the front of the house, for some reason, is... I like to have... I took, a long, long time ago, I built restaurants without a wall between the kitchen and the dining room An and open people kitchen. that we were one team. Yeah. When you are favoring one group over another by a financial windfall and not spreading it out evenly, you're creating a dichotomy that, 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 that don't work well. A, and it lessens us versus them. It yeah. lessens the talent pool in the kitchen. Right. And it elevates the cockiness of your servers and the ignorance sure. of that environment. And I listen, I've been around great servers. I've seen how great servers do it. I've seen true generosity. And until they level that out by more than likely, there's a lot of places in this country where all the money comes in, all the money gets divided. And I think there's-, yeah. there's You're a, saying there's a lot of places like that in the yes, country? there are, believe it or divided not. Divided equally? There's a point system. Like if you're a dishwasher, you get this, you know, if- But the money... Yeah, it's almost like
0: tipping shouldn't be a thing and people should just be like paid a wage and stuff.
2: You know, tipping can be a thing, but it has to be put in a pool where there's a point system on how it's divvied out.
0: But then at that point, it's not tipping. It's just like the food costs a little bit more and the money's divided with people like a paycheck. Some way,
2: somehow, (laughs) figure it out. I think there's a different way to do it. There's just...
1: All right, so you're in the same boat as us. There's Love a problem, take. but we don't really have the solution. I don't have front of problem. the house is on notice, you know. though.
0: According to Julie, in front of the house, you're on notice. Okay.
2: I think there's a lot of money there, and I I, I think a lot of chefs don't get the benefit of it. Yeah. When they are the fuel that provides mm-hmm. that energy, and I'm not saying the front house is easy. However, I think it needs to be leveled off a little bit, and uh, you know. I hear you. Yeah. Egg.
1: Egg. Marines. We're all just egg marines, dude. We're all just egg marines. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the yellow submarine. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Julian, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Thank yeah, you. This was great. Um, do you have anything you want to leave the people off with? I don't know.
2: If you have the opportunity, you should come to see this room. Yeah. Why, what, my studio? Yes. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's worth it. Come get on the pod. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Get on the pod, y'all. Seeing witch, we're back open for booking, so hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Max Messier Richter. I'm Dan Carter. I'm Julian. Thank you. And this is the Rags This is Podcast. This is in the kitchen.
3: we eat